We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Dane Moore NBA podcast brought to you by Blue Wire Podcasts. And tonight we're going to do a pod about a win. I just counted. It's it's only been 10 episodes since the, the last since the Timberwolves last won a game. And tonight they did. 96-88 over the San Antonio Spurs on the back end of a back-to-back. D'Angelo Russell and Malik Beasley will be the focus um, of tonight's show as they combine to score 51 of the Wolves' 96 points tonight. Um, we'll also talk a little bit about how the return of Josh Okogie sort of tipped Ryan Saunders' hand as to what the rotation and just who's going to be playing um, is going forward now that Cat is back in the fold. But the place I'm going to start with tonight is, is with D'Angelo Russell and what he had to say post game. And these these post game media sessions have just they've been wild thus far this year. It's it's very bizarre. From Cat, you know, sadly talking about after the first game, um, how his soul has died uh, after the passing of his mother. Um, then to just Malik Beasley on a lighter note, dressing like a different version of the Monopoly man every night for his little Zoom media availabilities. And then there was Cat last night talking about, you know, basically playing a game with an amputated what he left hand. I don't I don't even know what he was saying last night. Um, but but tonight was also a little bit more serious and it was with D'Angelo Russell. And and I thought he stood out tonight because he was he was asked for a public comment on what happened at the Capitol last Wednesday. And and, and he turned the question on those of us in the media, asking him those questions. And and I guess to just to set the scene a little bit, I don't know, maybe you've seen on Twitter or whatever that this happened, but um, it was at the end of D'Angelo had already been talking for like 
10 minutes about the game. And when he was asked about, about this, uh, he, he turned it on us and he asked us each individually to share how those events on Wednesday made us feel. And he, he went through one by one from John Krasinski to me, to Britt Robson, to Jace Frederick, and to Chris Hine. And he, and he asked us each to share. Um, I'm not going to play uh, each of our answers because it was, it was seriously like 20 minutes. But um, I, I have been tagged a lot on Twitter. So I guess the full version video of this is up on you, on the Timberwolves YouTube page. If you care what... <laughs> us media people have to say, but I, I am going to play tonight um, the end of Chris's answer and into D'Angelo's response to all of us, followed by his his feelings on the topic. So here you go. Just a, a sad culmination of 160 years of divide in this country, whether it be along racial lines, economic lines. Um, it was it was a really, really sad gut-punching kind of moment for me to, to see personally. I respect that. Hey, I appreciate y'all. I appreciate y'all um, discussing that with me, but um, I'm just going to keep it short with my opinion on it. Well, for one, I feel like it, it was let, like we let that happen, you know, as a, as a country, as a, um, you know, higher power or whatever you want to say, we let that happen. It brought eyes to, you know, the balance of, the, the 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 unfairness of you know where we're living in this country it just brought it just brought more eyes to it um i will say that with all this going on it's it's triggered a lot of um attention towards you know just just this topic in general and it's and it's allowing us to sit back and think on how we're going to respond to it as a nation one as a as an individual, as a teacher, as a, anything you do, your voice is going to matter because a lot of young kids nowadays aren't, they probably won't see this. They probably don't understand what's going on, but it is a revolution. It is a, a change. It is a, it is something that, you know, I feel like it only can go up from here, you know, you know, being able to, to, to recognize what's right and what's wrong in these situations and then seeing how people are taking advantage of the wrong thing to do. Like, it's just simple. Like, there's right and there's wrong. You know, why 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 be wrong when everybody's watching? Why why say the wrong thing when everybody's listening? You know, um, and this topic is so touching. I can go on for hours, I can go on for however long about it, but the fact that we're bringing attention and, and, you know, and a lot of people are being educated on this topic that aren't educated, the fact that some of you guys are embarrassed, I think that's that's the right step, you know, in, in the right direction to, you know, keep seeing change and keep you know, bringing um, awareness to these topics. So it's not nothing, it's not, it's not a lot we can do, you know, besides what we can do and just bring awareness is all we can do at this point. So I appreciate you guys' opinions and I appreciate y'all, y'all knowledge to it, to it too. You know, y'all not, y'all not, y'all not naive to what's really going on. So I appreciate y'all. I don't play that out of any sort of, you know, personal political motivation and, and really, I don't think D'Angelo's answer is all that political. I, I play it because I feel that it is my job to to not only talk about the basketball that is taking place, but to to cover the team. And well, it's my podcast, and I I feel that that covering the team is about covering the players as individuals, not just individual basketball players, though that's a big part of it, but as individual people. 
And, and honestly, in my opinion, understanding a basketball player is just as much about understanding them as a person as it is about what they're good at on the floor. We, we, we tend to lean a lot on, on what they are on the floor because that's more knowable, right? Like we, we get to watch that. There, there's a million stats out there that tell us what is happening on the floor. As, as people, they're, they're, not, they're not knowable in that same way. And, you know, my perception, honestly, has shifted on this a little bit since I've now been on the media side for a while and, and having some insight into, into who these people are as people. And, and in that, you, you learn you know, from a bunch of different guys over there. There's been a lot of Timberwolves on the roster since I've been covering the team. And, and you do get to, to learn a little bit about their personalities. And at the end of the day, I think that matters because this is a, this is a team sport. And because it's a team sport, personalities do play a role. So my hope is that what D'Angelo Russell had to say tonight was not only heard, but um, also gave you a little insight into who D'Angelo is. And then even more so, I, I would hope that how he approached this can be a learning lesson for all of us too. I think this is a good sign that there's a lot of power in listening. You know, people... People like to be heard, so hearing them out is often one of the best tactics to take when trying to get to that person to listen to you. And I thought D'Angelo did that tonight, and it was cool to be a part of. So before we move on to real basketball, let's take a quick break, and then we'll talk about what these dudes did as basketball players tonight. Hey everyone, want to tell you about Blue Wire Hustle, a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here at Blue Wire. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take their podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive cover art for your pod, Q&As with Blue Wire podcasters, access to our community discord, and an e-learning course full of uh, tips and tricks that we all use. On top of that, we'll get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, all those listening platforms. And when I We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I can tell you from my own experience is it costs more than $15 a month to host your own podcast. Blue Wire Hustle only charges that, which is the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup. So whether you're starting from scratch or have an existing show that you want to grow, Hustle is an open door to leveling up your sports experience. Acceptance into the program is limited, so get your application in today. 
To apply, go to bwhustle.com slash join. Check out the description box to find out more. That's bwhustle.com slash join. All right, let's start the basketball tonight by acknowledging what DeAndre Russell was able to do for this team and how he was sort of able to unlock them, I felt, tonight. Russell, as I said before, had 27 points. He tacked on five boards, five assists while making four of his seven three-point attempts. But but for me, where I thought he unlocked the Wolves tonight was in the fourth quarter. And for those of you who have been, listen, have been listening, you know, I've been talking a lot in recent shows that the, the time where it's broken down for the Wolves and the games that they've actually been in, in their few winnable games, if you want to call it that, has been in sort of the, the first five minutes of the fourth quarters. You know, both of those games against Denver – um, had really strong third quarters where you know Russell and the starters had a big third and they pushed pushed it into the fourth by or entering the fourth with a lead. And then what happened to the fourth? The second unit would cough up that lead and they dig a little bit of a hole that proved to be too big by the time you know the closers got in. So what I thought was interesting tonight was that Saunders tweaked it um, and he tweaked it in the in the form of starting Delo at the beginning of the fourth. And then just really riding him. You know, D'Lo carried the second unit next to Rubio and Edwards and Vanderbilt and Reed. Um, and he played, Russell played 10 of the 12 fourth quarter minutes. And in that quarter, he was the only guy on the team to make multiple shots. And I, if you watch that game, I don't think you can come to any other conclusion than that D'Angelo Russell won the game for the Wolves tonight. I asked Saunders kind of about just the fourth quarters in general. Um, but I asked him post-game what he was able to find um, in this fourth quarter that he hadn't been able to find previously. And his answer was pretty much D'Angelo Russell. Brian, the, the fourth quarter, um, particularly kind of the beginning of the fourth quarter, is where it seemed to kind of break down in a couple of those recent losses. What would you say was the, the thing that kind of un- unlocked you guys in the fourth quarter, maybe in your rotations tonight? Um. You know, I, I do think D'Lo and Ricky playing together a little bit right there. Um, we were able to uh, we were able to um, get or, more organized um, offensively. And I thought D'Lo had a really, really solid um, defensive fourth quarter, especially. I thought he did a number of things. You know, hey, we all we all make mistakes at times, but I thought he made a number of winning plays. Um, you know, I, I think that Jared Vanderbilt gave us a, a good lift and, and putting pressure on the rim offensively and then also – protecting the rim defensively, um, that helped that group. Uh, we we got to continue, you know, to, to be a team that, you know, can corral loose balls, 50-50 balls. Um, but, you know, we had guys that, you know, were sick and tired of losing tonight. You'd save uh, your mental sanity kind of at that, with those offensive rebounds at the end that you're still able to pull it off? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad we had review. <laughs> So going off that, let's talk about the rotation big picture here and and just who we think is going to play going forward. Obviously, it's been a bunch of different guys, whole different rotation mixes with these injuries, um, with Cat and Kogi injured. But with Kogi back tonight and Cat presumably in the mix going forward, the team's now at full strength. And I think Saunders' perception of who the 10 guys that should be playing when the team's at full strength has changed. I thought who he played tonight illustrated who was going to be in the 10-man rotation going forward. So these were the starters tonight. 
Ed Davis, Wancho Hernan Gomez, Jarek Culver, Malik Beasley, and D'Angelo Russell. My assumption would be that Cat takes Ed Davis's place and that Davis is removed from the rotation altogether. Though, you know, shout out Ed Davis. He had a, he did have a really nice game tonight. Thought played really well against Marcus Aldridge. But I don't think he's going to play anymore. Um, I would also assume that Josh Okoge goes back into the starting lineup um, that Jarrett Culver had been filling while Okoge was out or now you know he was on a minutes restriction tonight. So once Okoge's off of that minutes restriction, I think he'll be back in with the starters. So the new starters would be Cat, Wancho, Okoge, Beasley, and Russell. And then with Culver back on the bench, I think the bench five will now be Nas Reed, Jared Vanderbilt, Jared Culver, Anthony Edwards, and Ricky Rubio. And I say that because it appears that Jake Lehman has been completely removed from the rotation. He only played five minutes on Saturday night in that first game against the Spurs, and then he didn't see the floor at all tonight. And judging from Saunders' postgame commentary, it sounded like Jared Vanderbilt has earned a permanent spot in the rotation. It was kind of he 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 talked about Vanderbilt in less veiled language tonight, basically saying, you know, naming it that he was like, we weren't planning on playing Vanderbilt entering the season. He said there was a numbers crunch behind Nas and and that there just wasn't really going to be opportunity for Vanderbilt. But he also said that Vando went out and, and took a spot by the way he's played. And tonight he played 19 minutes. And granted, Cat was out, but he still played 19 minutes kind of in a bench power forward role, which we hadn't seen as much. And I say power forward because 18 of his 19 minutes came next to Nas, and then he played for one minute as the center next to Wancho. What I'll be interested to track um, going forward is how many of Vanderbilt's minutes are next to Cat versus Nas. Um, in the game that Cat did play, the first Spurs game, Vanderbilt played three of his 12 minutes next to Cat and the other nine next to Nas. So, you know, just going off of those two, it seems like Saunders is targeting um, Nas and Vanderbilt together and also targeting, you know, Cat and Wancho as as the front court of the starters or that other group. We'll see how much they how much they run a Kogi at the four um, lineups that they that they kind of had going those first two games. I would assume that, you know, Vanderbilt kind of takes some of that in a way where where Okogi was more in there by default, like he was guard, he was the power forward because he was guarding the power forward, and, and I still think you could because that worked with Okogi. I, I think you can still do that where if they are playing Blake Griffin and you feel like Okogi is your best defender and he can guard him, like you can still do that. But generally speaking, I think the power forward minutes will be more so split between Ernan Gomez and Vanderbilt. So I wouldn't bet on Vanderbilt having a big role going forward necessarily, but I do think he's in the 10-man. And and honestly, tonight would be the first time I would say that with confidence. And on the other side of it, you got to take guys out. If you're going to, you know, if you're going to add a Kogi and Cat to the mix, you're going to have a 10-man rotation. Two guys got to come out. So I think Jake Lehman is now on the outside looking in. And the same probably goes for Ed Davis. I want to finish tonight's show off by talking for a little bit about Malik Beasley. He had 24 tonight on 6 of 12 shooting from 2 and 3 of 6 shooting from 3. 
you stack those numbers on top of the 29 he had in the first game against the Spurs, where I didn't didn't realize this until I was just going back to look. He shot seven of 11 from three in that in the first game against the Spurs. So if you again, if you stack those two up, the, his averages over those two games were 26 and a half points per game on 48 percent shooting from two and 59 percent shooting from three, and that was 17 three point attempts too. So it wasn't. I mean, I don't know if that qualifies for small sample size, but he shot 17 threes. And as I'm sitting here scrolling through Beasley's game log for the season, I guess it it tells a little bit of a different story than what I I feel because you know Beasley did have a couple of stinkers mixed in there the the Portland game and one of the LA games were don't look good on the stat sheet, but I really do feel that Malik has been a stabilizing force for the Wolves this year, you know, in what has been an obviously otherwise discombobulated season. And and I was as I was watching the game tonight, and he was just consistently getting the team buckets when they needed them. Um, I I really I really thought about the contract value, and you know that there's a lot of people out there harping on the bad value of Malik Beasley on a four year sixty million dollar contract. And well, that doesn't look like a great take through ten games. I mean, on the court, on the court, he looks like he's been worth every penny of 15 million a year. And you know, it, if, if you're listening to this and that 15 million still sounds like a lot to you, um, I guess all I can, the other argument I can present is go scroll through the league. Um, and a lot of the other guys making $15 million a year contracts, like that's a weird contract zone where it gets, it can get kind of dicey, right? It's a, it's a pretty big piece of the pie of the salary cap. And there's a lot of guys out there, who are on contracts like that, who really you would say are not worth it. And I guess my assertion tonight is that Beasley is has shown that he's worth that piece of the pie. And remember, because Beasley's deal has a team option in the fourth year, that means the deal's functionally a three-year, $43 million contract, which just paints a different picture, right? Like, And it, it's the reason it's 343 is because... He, the way his contract is set up is it escalates by a million per season. So it's three years, 43 million. And then the wolves have the choice of whether or not they want to pay him 17 million in that fourth year. And again, as we sit here right now, 10 games into the season, even though it's been a, a rough 10 um, for the team as a whole, that doesn't feel like a, a, a bad bet at all thus far. And just now ripping through some of his tracking data on synergy um, a, a lot of a lot of his numbers bear out there too, where you know offensively Beasley it, it tells the story that Beasley's really been cooking this season, both in spot up situations and as a pick and roll ball handler. I, it, for, for me personally, I, I had a lot more faith in the spot up situations than I did the pick and roll stuff. But you know both of them are good in spot up situations, which include catch and shoot shots, but also include drives off the catch. Um, Beasley is averaging or generating. 1.3 points per possession, which ranks 78th percentile in the league. And then in pick and roll situations where Beasley either shoots, gets fouled, turns it over, or passes, he's generating 1.1 points per possession, which puts him in the 80th percentile amongst pick and roll ball handlers. Do pretty good numbers there. Now, defensively, Synergy grades him out as below average thus far this season particularly struggling against defending pick and rolls. But I do think it's worth 
noting that it would be pretty impossible for any Timberwolf to have a good defensive points per possession rate this season. And I'm not saying Beasley gets a pass for that. Like he obviously plays a piece in what has gone wrong on that end of the season. But but I do think, you know, that some of Malik's more egregious defensive errors have trimmed down as the year's kind of gone on. And and then I also got to say he deserves credit for the effort he's consistently bringing on that end. That has proven to be more valuable than than I thought it would be. And I mean, here's the deal. like Malik is below average defensive player. But there's, you know, there's a gradient there. He's also a defensive player who's being asked to play a defensive role that is of one of the best defensive players on a team. I mean, he's getting tough assignments while simultaneously being asked on the other side of the floor to be one of the main pieces that carries the offense. I mean, that's just a that's a burden. That's a lot. And I I think about it as we zoom out or think big picture, you know, two two years down the road or whatever, of a Wolves team where Beasley doesn't have major defensive expectations. Now, will that ever happen on a roster where he shares the backcourt with DeAndre Russell? I don't know. But through rose-colored glasses, you know, picturing Beasley playing next to three or four other really solid defensive players, you know, that that might make him a hell of a overall player within that role. To wrap things up tonight, um, I do realize that I brushed over Anthony Edwards scoring zero points tonight on O of eight shooting with three turnovers. Um, and that was somewhat intentional and not just for good vibes only after a win. Um, I brushed over it because I'm actually recording with Will DeBerg tomorrow, who, uh, for those who listen to my draft content, know Will was the guy who I pre- you know, previewed much of this draft class with this summer. And tomorrow we're going to do a full-on review of not only full-on film review um, of not only Edwards, but also James Wiseman and the Mellow Ball. So with Will, I'll be highlighting uh, what has stood out from Edwards' game thus far this season, you know, both on the plus side, because there's certainly been a lot to be excited about there. And then also acknowledging, you know, when it doesn't go well, why it doesn't go well. And and then, yeah, I mean, it's going to be fun to talk about LaMelo and Wiseman too, because whew, that uh, LaMelo ball game on Saturday was, yeah, so, sorry. Only good vibes. Only good vibes. The Wolves actually won. They're 3-7. and seven, And that's actually not that bad if you look, <laughs> look at the standings right now. Um, we'll get into more of this tomorrow. I'll be back with Will. Until then... Wolves 96, Spurs 88. I'm Dane. Peace out. How I'm feeling, man. I hope it never stops, yeah. Green it hard so you can find me in the crowd, yeah, yeah. Don't let standards ever, ever bring you down, yeah. Hope you dancing like nobody else. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. 
Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.